Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine. It has the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice. And it also has strategies and tips from the experts without the fluff. Your host is Caroline Belinska. She's a Shopify education partner with the Shopify approved course, 1000 Sales and Beyond. And she's the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. She has over 15 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce. In the podcast, she'll share her knowledge and interview the experts to help you in your journey to success. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host, Caroline Belinska. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Blinska. And today I have another great highlight show for you from the Social Media Influencer Summit for Shopify Merchants. Today, I want to bring you the highlights from Alex Jimenez's interview. And in this interview, we will be talking about everything that has to do with both influencers being an influencer, but also owning a Shopify store. Before we start, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Gorgeous, who my team use every day in our business, Just Ask Parker. Hey, it's Lucas Walker from Gorgeous. Are you using us for your e-commerce help desk yet? You might want to take a quick look if keeping your customers happy and profitable is something that's important to you coming into the new year. If you visit gorgeous.link slash askparker, that's gorgeous, spelled like the philosopher, G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot link slash askparker, we'll hook you up with your second month for free. If you don't know about Gorgeous, we are the number one rated help desk on the Shopify app store. And for good reason, we're built for e-commerce right out of the gate. What does this mean? Data like your customer's most recent order, tracking numbers, and a lot of integrations are with all the major apps are pulled into your dashboard right out of the box. So visit gorgeous.link slash askparker. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot link slash askparker and get your second month free today. This is a fantastic interview. And if you don't know who Alex is through me, then you must have either been living under a rock or you're brand new to listening to my podcast because Alex is someone that I've known for quite a few years now. I met her when we were on an entrepreneurial sail around the world trip. And I met her on that trip and she was talking about her brand, her company, Travel Fashion Girl. And her whole company is about traveling on a small amount of luggage. So hand luggage. And I remember thinking when I met her, "Mm, okay, I wonder if you practice what you preach. And we happened to get off the ship at the same time. We'd been on this ship for 12 days together, traveling across the Atlantic Ocean. And we arrive in Portugal. And when we arrived, there she was with just her hand luggage. And I went, wow, this girl actually is living exactly what she says. So from that moment, I just went, this girl is a real deal. And ever since then, I have gotten Alex to give us so much help and so much advice when it comes to having a store or working with influencers. And Alex is so full of knowledge. It is unbelievable. If you haven't heard the other interviews I've done with her, I have a great video on YouTube with her and it's still completely relevant today. She was also part of the Social Media Influencer Summit last year. So she's got a great interview that you can listen to last year as well. 
And I brought it back again this year and I've called the session both sides of the story because she really is bringing us both sides from being the actual influencer and how she wants to be treated as an influencer, but also from the aspect of being a Shopify merchant and a very successful one. So Alex is going to give you lots of great advice in this session. These are just the highlights of the interview. Please go and listen to the full thing over at winningwithshopify.com summit. It's 100% free to sign up. You get access for three days. You get to listen to Alex's interview this time, her interview from last year, which is still completely relevant. And also there's about another 30 other interviews you can listen to as well. So it is jam packed full of great information. If you're still wondering whether to get into influencer marketing or if you've tried it and you haven't succeeded yet, then I created this summit for you. This summit has been put together for anyone who wants to understand influencer marketing as a Shopify merchant. I talk about different types of tools available. I've interviewed people that are merchants. I've interviewed people who are influencers. There are so many great interviews in this summit. And I've been blown away with the people who have come on to share their knowledge to help people like you understand exactly how you can succeed using influencers. There is so much talk out there at the moment saying influencer marketing is a big thing. And then at the same time, you hear other people saying, I tried it and it didn't work. But really, if you know what you're doing and if you take the right path and you have a plan and follow some really great guidelines, you can really make a lot of money using influencers to help you promote your products. So let's get into today's highlight with Alex. Go and listen to the full interview. It is jam-packed with so much great things. It was very hard to choose some of the best things that she spoke about. So please don't think this is just the only highlights available. There is so much more that she shares as well. So head over to winningwithshopify.com slash summit to hear the whole interview. And for now, keep listening and I hope you enjoy. I started the blog in August 2012 and the really blog was it became, it started from a need for me to solve a problem that I had I was a long-term traveler and I couldn't find any information on how to pack efficiently while you were traveling long term and I didn't want to just pack efficiently but I also wanted to pack um, and look and, and be dressed in a certain way that made me feel comfortable and confident while I was traveling so I went and researched this information, found out that a lot of women were having the same issues. So I published the, my findings on the blog on travelfashionbill.com. And um, when I launched, and it ended up being a hit. And as it goes, you know, with a blog, with website, you do obviously have the social media channels. And I guess, it's, and also with your audience, that's really where you become the influencer in the sense that. You build loyalty and trust from the audience that really appreciates the things that you have to say. So in that sense, you influence people's purchasing decisions or their travel decisions and such a big responsibility. So it's something I'm very grateful and very mindful of having that responsibility with my audience. So I'm, I'm thankful that they trust me so much in my recommendations. I do my best to um, make sure that they know that I'm being genuine with everything that I do recommend. Since we last spoke on this interview a year ago, you're now getting over 1.5 million page views per month. Last time we spoke, it was around a million. So you have gone up by half a million. 
that's an amazing effort. So that is amazing. And I think that's just a snowball effect that you've been going for so long. You've been so consistent. You give out great content and you really help people and your information, which anyone, like I said, if you didn't see last the last interview, go and watch it. Alex, you have that genuine side to you that you speak about. You never promote anything unless you truly believe in it. It has, it has been a long journey. I think that's really why consistently the audience continues to say, um, and sometimes, you know, like on our Facebook group, it's, it's really, it's growing tremendously. And people always say, oh, no matter what I find on the website, I'm always going to buy. I always trust recommendations. I always know that they're going to be good recommendations and I don't have to question them. I'll buy anything you recommend, essentially. And that sort of a statement is so powerful in the sense, not at what, um, because it really instills so much responsibility in, mm. in for me to make sure that's, to have that level of trust from another person, you really have to protect it. And I, I think that's a part of the reason why it over the past seven years, I have been able to build that level of trust because I've always protected my audience. And I've been really firm about the brands and the products that I do feature on the website, even sending back items to brands that I didn't feel were the right um, representation of the products we wanted to show on the website or say, you know, like, Sorry, I'm not going to take your money from an advertiser. Here's your money back. I'll pay for shipping. Take your product back. I don't want it. You know, it's just making sure I'm really, um, like, I think on another interview, I said I have like 1 million babies that I have to protect and take care of um, and make sure that they know that, that I'm thinking about them and I do want to help them. And over, we have grown, we're now at about a million monthly visitors, which is insane and ranging from 1.5 to 2 million on monthly page views, depending on what time of year it is. So it's, it's really grown and a big part of it is because I've been doing SEO on blog from day one. So that's a big part of our growth. But then now also obviously combine that with social media like Pinterest. Um, Pinterest is a big one for organic traffic for us. And now with the Facebook group, that's great because then we have the audience now um, re recommending the blog and the information for us, you know, all the super fans. So that's really cool. I want to talk about your brand in a minute, but let's just continue talking about you as an influencer because you've got a lot to unpack from that. So last time we spoke, you had sort of changed your whole strategy to being an influencer in that um, general sense. What are you doing now? And here we are um, coming into 2020. What are you doing now when it comes to influence marketing? Who you are as a person? How do you present yourself? I've now, as far as me as an influencer, I've taken a big step back, even more than before. I was always really cautious about the things I, I, I promoted or the products I promoted, but now I'm taking an, an even bigger step back. For example, anything from like a photo shoot, the pictures that I'm showing, the way I'm representing myself and my life and my travels or my everyday life, I want it to be more, um, even more authentic versus, if, for example, having a staged photo shoot with products. I really want to make sure that when I'm having a photo shoot and the images that you're seeing on Instagram or on social, they're, they're authentic. It's actually me traveling or it's how I would be dressed if I was traveling on, you know, some uh, like a what looks Instagram worthy. So I'm less concerned really about what's going to be something that's shareable or something that people are going to like because it's pretty versus making sure that I can even up my authenticity game to, to, fo to focus really on who I am. And if the, if the audience is interested in following, following me from a personal level, this is what this is who I am, this is who I represent, not trying to create, not trying to be who I want, who I feel they want me to be. 
So I think that's been a really big part of um, me from an influencer perspective. And then from as far as from a business standpoint, I'm actually now Again, I'm still not working with brands. I still don't accept. Um, I still don't work with any advertisers on the blog. I don't accept um, paid product placements, paid product reviews, paid ads, paid anything from specific brands. So that way, I 100% still get to choose whoever I want to promote. And for example, one of the things that I do, I used to do because I stopped working with advertisers, is that you know I would buy my own products and then I would review them. And I'd rather buy, for example, I'd rather pay for, I don't know, I'd rather pay for a lip gloss and have a brand give me the lip gloss because then if I didn't like it, then I can't, or it wasn't, if I didn't find that it made sense for my blog, then I could just say, okay, well, I spent the whatever amount on that lip gloss for that product and I leave it alone and I don't need to, to, I don't, I don't feel obligated to actually represent that brand because they haven't paid me, they have to have an obligation, they haven't given me a free product. And then the, that way, if I buy something and I do like it, I can then just say, oh my God, I bought this product. It's awesome. And I don't have to disclose like, hey, I was given this for free or I was paid to promote this. It's, I've invested my own money. I actually like it. And here's, well, um, here's why. And I've taken that in a different, um, even a different a little bit more from a business standpoint, more strategically, because now I'm listening to the audience and what the, what are the products that they're recommending? What are the products that they like? So now if they like something and I find that, that it's become something really popular, so I go and buy it myself. Like let's say a, this, a pair of boots. Recently I, I bought a pair of boots because the readers were talking about them and I thought, okay, well, let me test them out. And this is awesome because I've now taken their recommendations, tried out that recommendation. And if it liked it or if it worked or if their features, if the features that they, uh, the USP that the readers gave me made sense, I will now go, Hey guys, you were right. I bought the boots recommended. Here's my review. And then I can take that organic, authentic, genuine content and share it on the blog. And that's become my, my, my holistic, a more holistic strategy. And I feel really good about that because I 100% can represent the things that I know the audience likes. So that's from a business perspective, I think that makes sense. And also for me to feel more comfortable with the things that I'm sharing. So I love that particular strategy. It's been also very good um, with revenue, more strategic way to promote. But how products. do you make money like that? Because the majority of my of my revenue comes from affiliate income. Okay. So that's the majority of our revenue. And I take it back from day one. You know, when I started the blog, I didn't know about affiliate income. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know how to monetize blog. I didn't start the blog with the intention to, you know, become like a digital nomad and like make six figures you know, a year. I didn't, come, I didn't have any of these narratives because they didn't exist back then. Like I was like, okay, if I can make a couple hundred bucks a month to finance my backpacking travels, like, you know, a couple hundred bucks a week. I think like that was my goal. Like if I can make $800,000 a month, cool, I'm sorted to live in Thailand, you know, just like, and do what I did. But because, um, within, because I was talking about products, I started getting readers in the very beginning that said, Hey, you know, well, where can I buy that dress? Where did you get those pants? Can you please put a link? It's really frustrating that you're not linking to the products that you're writing about. <laughs> People were getting pissed off at me for not adding links to products. And I didn't realize at that point that if I added links, I could, and I was signed up to a brand's affiliate program. For example, like Nordstrom, if I bought this top at Nordstrom, I showed it on the blog. And instead of just putting a direct link, if I, if I had a, if I was signed up to that Nordstrom's affiliate program, I could then get commission. 
that ended up working, being a really practical way to monetize the blog because I was already talking about products. The readers wanted wanted me to link to them, and by by with an affiliate with an affiliate commission, it's awesome because the publisher, the influencer, the blogger can make the decision about who they want to feature on the blog or on wherever Instagram, and they only get commission if someone buys it, and the commission. Is, is it's very like, small. It ranges based on the retailer, anywhere from like one to twenty percent, depending on the retailer. Usually, on average, it's probably like about eight percent commission, and it doesn't cost the reader anything. It doesn't cost them anything extra. Mm. So that works out. I get to keep my blog f- free to use forever. And in this case, you know, the harder I work, the more content I create, then the more opportunities I. So I almost get I earn by merit in, in that case. You know what I mean? I want to get onto your brand, but before we do, I just want to ask you one final question about being an influencer. I asked you last time, I'm going to ask you again, do you have any stories about bad outreaches that you have actually seen from people? Last time you told us some stories, do you have any more? Like just really to help people understand, you can't just reach out and say anything you want. So you as an influencer, what do you hear from people that you really don't like and it doesn't work for you at all? The ease, okay, the best example, and I just recently, I'm sure we had this, this discussion is kind of an influencer. If you're walking down the street, and you went up to a stranger and said, hey, you know, I like your outfit. Can you go to my house and redo my entire closet and help me style and pick my own clothes? You know, like, can you go and redo my closet? Can you go and style me? You go to a stranger, literally, and go tell them to go to your house and work for you for free. That's essentially what I, f- I feel like a lot of people are doing, you know. And they'll just say, hey, I love your blog. And I love this, you know, like this blog post that you wrote about this you know, can, do you want my product? And oh, like, no, can I give you my product in exchange for this, this and this? They're always asking, asking about, um, asking us to do stuff for free, essentially. And you have to remember, it's so much, working with influencers, you have to think about it one of two ways. Are you looking for the influencer's audience or are you looking for the influencer's work? For example, do, am I, um, would you like to work with me because I'm going to create a great video for you? And then you can share that video with your audience. So that's almost a very transactional piece. It's very, you're hiring the person to the influencer to create content for you, a picture, a video, um, a blog post, whatever that is. Or are you wanting to work with that influencer for their audience? Because remember that audience didn't happen overnight. And if you, if that was that easy, then you could do that then you should need an influencer. So when someone's coming, for example, like a million monthly visitors, that wasn't an easy, not an easy number to get, or even 300,000 Instagram um, fans. I don't have that, but you know, other people do. And it wasn't, that didn't happen overnight and it wasn't easy. That person, that influencer, the blogger, whoever has to become their own, um, their own model, their own photographer, their own stylist. They've got, they have to buy products. They have to buy that camera. They have to buy that diva ring, the lighting. They have to take courses on how to become a better photographer. They have to edit. They play so, they wear so many hats. So that's a part of the creation process. But in addition to all the hats they wear to create something, they then have to um, have a bunch of hats to market it. They have to become great at social media. They have to become great at copywriting, learning how to make um, catchy headlines and headings and, um, whatever it is, you know, pay for tailwind, you know, learn how to use Pinterest, Instagram. So they are becoming they're a whole marketing team and a whole production team. So consider that 
how much work goes into an Instagram picture or even or a blog post or a YouTube video, a Facebook Live. There's a lot of work that goes into it from from the end result standpoint, but from that audience, the audience is usually what e-commerce brands want. How did that audience get there? That's the number. And that number is not something that you should take lightly because again, if that, if that audience was that easy to build, then you should build your own audience. So it really is about finding that valuable. And then for a particular example, I did say, um, every time I do a podcast interview for an e-commerce podcast interview or a summit interview um, or video, I always get an email from, one, um, from an audience member. And it usually goes something like this, because this is one that I had um, recently. It's so somebody heard me on another, on another interview and said, Alexandra, hope all is well. This is my name. I sell on Amazon FBA and wondering if you can support my product, which is blank. I am a, currently I am a teacher and coach at a charter school who's looking to retire from a nine to five job to spend time with my two children. Wife. I was inspired by listening to you on this podcast. Um, I would love to send you the products for free so you can check them out and review them. Let me know if you're interested. So this person sent me um, an email on both my an email and also on Instagram. And it sounds innocent enough, but you know, it sounds friendly, seems like a nice person, but ultimately one, the most important thing is the products that this person has, has nothing to do with my website at all. Um, nothing to do with my audience. And that the other thing is, you know, in this person sharing their story, while well, their story is great. And I, you know, I'm very young. I wish them the best as an entrepreneur. Their story, how does that help me? Essentially what they're looking for is help from me. They want me to do something for them, but why? You know, I, they found, they were, you know, they, they were inspired listening to my podcast interview, which is, which is very, which is great. And I appreciate it, but how, why would I do that for someone? You know, why would someone, a stranger, you're going up to in the middle of the street, go to your house and you know, clean for you? cook for you for free or do something, anything for you. So it's, it's really, how could this have gone differently? Nelson could have sent me a message and said, hi, Alexandra, I heard you on this podcast and, and I thought it was really um, inspirational. You know, um, this is what I do. And I just want to let you know, I'm now going to, you know, I'll be following you. It's like a, an introduction. You know, hey, ideally this person's products are really relevant, right? So then I'll say, oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you for reaching out. You know, um, I saw that your products, you know, maybe I'll ask a question about the product. And then, then, you know, you could respond and say, hey, yeah, well, this is, you know, the products are actually really relevant. You know, I thought that they actually be a great fit for your audience. And these are the reasons why. And um, if you'd be interested in checking it out, just send me over your address and I'll send, send you one. So it's building that relationship. Even then, that's really quick. You know, anything from dating, meeting someone, making a new friend, you know, going to a job interview. It's, it's like, you know, when you first meet someone, there's steps that you take before you actually get to the final thing. But there are better ways to start a relationship. And you're building relationships with people. And this is not how to start a relationship. You know, it's not how you make a or get a, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, <laughs> a new friend, you know, or a professional relationship. So just a lot of feedback there for you. No, and that's fantastic. And that's exactly what I talk about. I actually told a story recently how... I have an Instagram account, which I haven't used in about two years. I think I've posted two images in two years on there. And I built up quite a large following on there before. And I literally don't use this account. And I had someone email me, hi, I saw your Instagram account and that you're an influencer. I'd like to send you some product and then you can review it. I'm like, 
if you were actually looking at my account, you would know that I've posted two pictures in about a year. So I'm probably not the influencer for you. And second of all, it's about business. It's not about your products. Like this is the thing. And it ended up being that a company, because I did my research, because for me, I found this really interesting. It ended up being a PR firm that did this for this company. And they were offering me like a discount code, free product. Now, if I was the sort of person who went, oh, free product, I would have taken them up on that and gone, hey, they're giving it to me. Why not? But this is where a lot of companies, and you had this conversation last time, actually, I remember the olive oil conversation that you had about, you talk about fashion and someone sent you olive oil and it has nothing to do with what you do. And it was just because you were talking about Italy. So then they went, oh, Italy, olive oil, it matches. No, it doesn't. People, it does not match. Like, yes, it's the same country, but it doesn't mean that that influencer has anything to do with it. So I think that that's the first step is if you're going to work with a company to help you, make sure that they're actually looking for the right people to be influencers. And second of all, um, be very, very specific and make sure that your product matches. I think that Alex, you said it last time, you said it this time. I think that it's really important that people understand. Don't waste your time and give out products to the wrong people. Yes. You know, I could have easily, exactly. It's, you could have easily said, yeah, I'll take a free product. And I could have said, yeah, I'll take this product and not feature it then on the blog. Because, or had I featured it, then you know, one of two things is going to happen. The product's not relevant, so the people aren't going to buy it. So that means that you would have wasted your time and your money. Or I feature your product, um, or I don't feature your product, and maybe that's where bloggers get a bad rap because they take stuff and then don't talk about them. So that's another thing. Either way, that wasn't a good option. Or the audience is going to see, hey, this person's just talking about anything and everything. Mm. So that's probably a red flag, you know, with an influencer is to think, what are the products that they're featuring? How relevant are they? And are they just featuring stuff because someone's giving them money? So that's also something to consider kind of maybe a red flag with the authenticity of the influencer is, are they promoting olive oil on a travel site, I guess, or are they um, promoting only products that are really relevant? And if they are promoting olive oil, are those people, are the people actually buying them? So something to keep in mind, but yeah, lots of good points there for sure. We were talking about backing up an Instagram and influencers post with an ad. So giving them money to spend on an ad, great strategy. Like it is a great strategy, but it's just proving such a small part of that audience is actually seeing the organic reach of that ad. When you could be doing something like a Facebook group, like you said, you've got a Facebook group, uh, YouTube is fantastic. Pinterest is fantastic. So I don't want people to get stuck. And I love that, Alex. It's fantastic. I don't want people to get stuck on, I have to work with Instagram influencers. It doesn't work for everyone. It doesn't mean influencer marketing doesn't work. It just means you need to look elsewhere. It's, you know, and I do, I know I've met, um, for example, like cosmetic companies that have wonderful success from sending like a hundred, like a hundred free products a month to a hundred different influencers. And they make a lot of money and maybe it will work for certain niches. Maybe it'll work again with certain influencers, but you've got to do that invest the time to do that research from, from day one. And you also have to really understand how to work with them. And, you know, again, like we, we were discussing, you know, what, what do they do? What are you, what do you want from them? What are you hoping to achieve? If I'm going to work with an influencer for Instagram, that means that I am interested in the, in that person's, the way they create their content. So maybe like the editorial for the editorial purpose. So maybe they have really good, they're good at photography. So mm -hmm. I'm interested in that, that particular, that picture that I can then show, share with my audience and then go out, look at this beautiful picture, but also somebody that has somewhat of an audience. Um, I almost 
personally for me, it would also be more for like a brand awareness campaign. Also, it's it's marketing. So what it, what is that the and if, what is the goal of that campaign? Are you trying to get brand awareness? Are you trying to get ROI? Everybody's usually like oh, a little bit of both, but it's marketing. So marketing and mo- the majority of marketing when you're trying to build a brand name, it's brand awareness, and there's little ROI that, that's a part of it. Um, but I know somehow with an online business, obviously things are always so people have a very different perspective when it comes to investing their dollars online. Like it's supposed to be something different, but in rea- reality, if people don't know your company, they're, they're less likely to buy from you. So there has to be a bit of a, um, in your budget, you do have to allot for both, not just ROI. I think, you know, that was part of why I've invested in the conferences because ideally as I'm, meeting different influencers. And then, you know, once we build relationships, hopefully right now I can reach out and say, Hey, remember we met, you know, now I've got this new product, you know, or you've got this blog post, you know, would you like to review it? I can already, I can, I've already created sort of my own network of influencers that would want to work with me or I want to hire, or they might even review my products for free or just feature them. It's all about just investing and, um, and having that rush of, sort of that, um, that appeal to the, to their audiences in the same way. And if I was going to do like a product launch, I, for example, I'd like reach out to the variety of people that I have and I'd make it very targeted. For example, like, uh, the first week, you know, if you can publish something the first week of December, the first Friday of October, whatever that is, and kind of create like, Oh my God, everybody's talking about this. There's a hashtag. There's it's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. If you want something immediate, then yeah, it should be like, you know, for sure Instagram. But if you're looking you know, for me, I'm looking at long-term. So that's kind of where I focus my, my efforts so far. And I haven't really spent, I haven't had to pay anybody at the, at this point, I've reached out the, the features that I've had for the website, sorry, for the products have been all um, more organic based on just creating relationships and reaching out to people based on search, not on Instagram, like um, YouTube and Google search. You know, if you're spending $5,000 a month, for example, like on Facebook ads or PPC or whatever it is, or even a thousand, you know, what if that one month you held off on and you took whatever that marketing budget is. And I think all brands really should kind of understand that there should the great thing about online marketing is that you have the ability to do it for free if you're willing to take the time to build your own audience. But if you'd like to expedite that process, you should still have a marketing budget. Your business, I do. I mean, I have a marketing budget. I have marketing dollars to reinvest back into the business, um, which I find is really surprising when brands reach out to me and say, "We just started. Suddenly, have a marketing budget. Can you help?" Me? But, well, I don't know. I just started, but I have a marketing budget. Can you go and help me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, but it's. It's, you know, you break it down. So like if you have a thousand dollars, what is a thousand dollars? What is that value of a thousand dollars? Could you have booth space or how much in Facebook ads could you get? How many Instagram influencers, you know, how many images on or pictures on Instagram could you get? How many bloggers could feature you on their blog for that amount? And if that was one, that's another thing about working with influencers, always ask them, you know, how can we work with you? Can you send us your, your ad rates or, you know, don't just assume they'll work, you know, don't assume they're going to work for you for free, you know, give them enough. You might find out this, they'll say, Oh, actually we don't do paid things, but we'll take your product for consideration. Which is like, Oh, okay. You know, I've, I've actually been surprised. I've met other, we're speaking with other influencers. We talk about how much money we get paid for things. And I was really surprised to find out how many people, Instagrammers and bloggers don't charge for a lot of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So, or they charge a lot less. So I'd go like to your biggest, like the unicorn of a person. If I could only afford this one person, like if I could get on this one person's blog, who would that be? And you know, they're not going to be for free. So just reach out and say, Hey, what are your ad rates? So that, no, you know, the top of the line, like worst case scenario. And then you can kind of work back from there based on somebody's audience. Okay. Who's your second and third choice, you know, um, third and fourth and whatnot. So I hope you enjoyed that. That was Alex Hernandez from Travel Fashion Girl. And if you want to hear her full interview, head over to winningwithshopify.com slash summit and sign up and get three days free access to all of the interviews in full. Have a great day and keep smiling. Sign up for free for the Shopify approved marketing course at 1000salesandbeyond.com and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast.